You're listening to EDX Education. This podcast series discusses play, being creative, and learning for children. Join Heather Welch sharing knowledge, information, and support on play-based learning. We'll explore the benefits, value, different stages of play, and so much more. Let's play, learn, and create to develop lifelong learners and leaders together. Hello, everyone. It's Heather Welch from EDX Education. I'm so excited to chat about my favourite topic, which is play, or as we like to say, play-based learning or learning through play at EDX Education. The last podcast we've looked at is the value of play, social and emotional learning, stages of play, our role as parents, teachers and caregivers in play. And today we're going to be discussing ideas to motivate children to play. It's all very easy for me to sit here and say that playing comes naturally for children when it given the right motivation. However, we all know that sometimes it's harder for some children than others. Some babies enjoy solitary play as soon as they can sit on their own and hold their toys with their hands, while other children struggle to enjoy their own company and consistently claim their parents' attention. Here we will explain the benefits of independent play and the reasons why some children find it harder than others to achieve, and just a few little ideas that we can think about to motivate them to play. Solitary or independent play has plenty of advantages for our children as well as for ourselves. You know, it gives us a much needed break as a parent or even as a teacher. First of all, when your child engages in independent play, they learn that they don't need others to have fun. Enjoying their own company is crucial for living later in years. It also allows them to explore their imagination and become problem solvers. Something we as adults can constrain without realizing when we guide them too much during their playtime together. Another benefit is that independent play prepares a child for school, school readiness. Yeah, the big question that some of you are asking is, why does my child find it harder to playing on their own than others? Some children, some toddlers demand, let's say, 25 hours of attention a day. We all know there's only 24 hours from their caregivers. And although they may seem clingy, in fact, they're struggling to build a safe attachment. If your child consistently demands attention, it's not because they need you around all the time, but because they are lacking a meaningful connection. We've spoken on the podcast before about connection before perfection. Maybe you are near them all the time, but busy doing chores or using the computer. And what they claim is that special look, that undivided attention. We are all guilty of this with our busy schedules. And I think the one thing with COVID actually did bring us back at times to stop and let's say smell the flowers, be with our family. You know, with multiple children, extracurricular activities, we do get busy and it's hard to establish that meaningful connection to our little ones. Sometimes it helps simply putting aside some minutes of your daily routine to be with your toddler. And no, you don't need to teach them how to play. Instead, become an onlooker of play. Show them that you care about them, ask them questions and provide reassurance. Once your children get used to receiving regular quality time, even if it can't be without your mobile phone longer than 10 minutes, that may be all they need to gain independence, to go on to playing independently. Make sure you praise them for whatever little independent play they achieve. Look at you flipping those pages of the book. We can read it together at bedtime tonight. This will enhance the desired behaviour. Anticipate them both when you play with them. As well as when your playtime is over, you can say, okay, as soon as I finish peeling the potatoes, I'll play with you until the water boils. So give them time. Structure that time. Manage the expectations. If your child 
is okay with you taking an onlooking role and playing on their own, you can slowly remove yourself from their sight, little by little. Start by telling them you are going to wash your hands and then come back straight away. Then you can leave them for a couple of minutes, always telling them where you are and going and promising them that you'll come back and also keeping your promise. Eventually they'll realize that they can keep on playing and you are still available if they need you. If a child still refuses to play, you can't coax them to do it. You need to have the intrinsic motivation to want to play. So let's look for independent play next. Play, you know, should be free and pleasurable, should be fun. And if you turn it into an obligation, then it isn't playing at all. The best thing you can do is tolerate your child staring at you with an accusation look while they keep doing whatever you need to do and accept their boredom as part of the learning process. A child doesn't need to play with you for a long time, provided they get a regular and quality interactions. They only need your help finding the right motivation. That's that intrinsic motivation. Maybe you extrinsically place toys in different areas and talk about them. We hear a lot of parenting experts talk about, as we mentioned before, connection before perfection, by which, you know, all they mean is to simply have a meaningful interaction with your child before trying to make them play perfect. Because let's be realistic, play is never perfect. Children will learn more by making small mistakes and having to problem solve them rather than being shown the right way the whole time. If you provide them with safe, age-appropriate materials, they won't even need you to guide them to playing independently. Let's look at some ideas that, you know, we could use for getting them to play independently. Something that we love in our household is sensory play, but not everyone loves this. So we like sensory play and messy play, so sand and water. You know, we consider sensory play any kind of pleasurable interaction that stimulates the senses of seeing, touching, smelling, hearing, or tasting. You know, it helps your toddler understand themselves and the world around them. It plays a huge role in development as well. Some children just love touching and feeling and, you know, they can pummel, they can use little cookie cutters and they can make different things. If you want something that's a little bit less messy, there's different types of fabrics that babies can enjoy. They could be thick, they could be textured, you know, they can crunch, they can scent, they can even have flavour. Other materials you can find at home is, you know, wool, cotton balls, flour, rice, pasta, all sensory play activities, put them in a section and they can actually go and play, they can use their senses. Next one is construction play, you know, building sets, linking cubes, wooden blocks, rainbow pebbles, mazes, stacking cups offer so many possibilities for children's development, the child's imagination, as well as improving fine motor skills. When building something, your toddler learns about science, maths, geometry, art, cause and effect, as well as patience, perseverance, and how to deal with frustration. They need to keep going. Um, we have this a lot in my household. We build tall towers and they come down because the foundations are not strong. And we go from being frustrated to giggling to problem solving. You know, open-ended toys in particular offer a child a lot of options and variables. If you're choosing open-ended toys, the child will indulge a lot longer without distraction. It's one of those amazing things to look at. So they can, yeah, they can design lots of things. They can build the tallest tower, you know, the newest car. There's all sorts of things. Construction toys are amazing for children. Next one is role play. 
You can role play. You can role play as being a parent or a teacher or a caregiver. They can be an animal or a princess. They could play superheroes. You know, role play is crucial for understanding how the world works. When they play restaurants or they set up a tea party for their stuffed animals or they dress up in their favorite movie characters, children are not pretending. They are actually recreating reality and understand it and play by the rules. Through role play, children express their emotions. They acquire verbal skills, communication, social emotional language it's just one of those amazing areas that children can play for a long time the next i have really is active play some children just love to be busy role play is a very good one for that but being active you know inside and out children do need regular exercise in each country there is a different standard but for example you know running jumping climbing digging picking up seashells anything even in winter it's just the right clothing that we all need they can explore nature the park the playground they can go for a walk understand their world i mean all these are really important so so far we've looked at ideas for motivating children looking at sensory play setting up a sensory area it could be messy or non-messy construction play we love construction play but yes it does bring out emotions of children they have frustration they have to get through then you've got role play to understand the world and themselves active play children getting busy getting active the last one is and i know this is a big one at the moment it's digital play sometimes toddlers children are consistently exposed to screens and you know you can do some stuff by turning it off and putting on television tablets and all those sort of things and you know realistically i think a digital play would actually be the last one i'd encourage for independent learning what you want for children is them to actively be playing with the toy or the activity rather than the activity playing for them and them just sitting still. So if you could find a hybrid way of playing with, say, for example, blocks and then maybe the digital play, the understanding how to do it, the best is to try and minimise the digital play when it comes to independent learning. We love play at EDX Education and thank you for listening to us today. There are so many ideas online. You can have a look at ideas to motivate children to play and the benefits of independent or, as we say, solitary play. You know, some children do find it harder and you have to find a way to intrinsically motivate them. Ask some questions, find out what they're interested in. If maybe if it is a Minecraft, maybe you start building and you, you build a Minecraft area and you make it in a messy play. There are always ways to try and motivate children to play. Thank you for listening to us and we look forward to chatting soon. Thanks very much. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.